I remember when I was a kid, you'd be told to do something and you couldn't ask why. No questions why. asked. No, yeah. Kids don't talk. There's to be seen, not heard. Right. 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 And it was different with me. I would always ask questions because I wanted to know what I was doing and what it was for, mm-hmm. because I felt that everything needed a purpose. Mm-hmm. And if there wasn't a purpose, why was I doing it? And I don't recall you ever saying, like, if I said, hey, I need you to do the dishes, like, you would never say, well, why? Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. You should start with a song, though. Welcome um, to the Push Podcast. Not the Push, you. Oh, push Podcast, <laughs> where we discuss everything and anything under what? <laughs> under the what? Under the sun. Welcome to the Push Podcast. This is episode number ninety-two, counting down to one hundred. That's right. Um, I don't know why we, I went like um, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Like, what is that called? Hot I Rod Show? No clue. <laughs> no clue. Anyways, we have a special guest today, and her name is Jordan Kalia Copeland. Hello. Hello. She is finishing her sophomore year at LOXA, which is LA County High, High School, School for, for the, the Arts. Arts. She's an actress. She's a singer, even though she doesn't like to sing anymore. And uh, she is our youngest daughter. She's the baby. Yes. Hi. It's not that I don't like to sing. I just don't do it for other people. She doesn't do it the way we want her to do it. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Everything we like about like musical theater and, and being in the arts I provoked. She no longer wants to do. Well, it's kind of sucky for us because you and your sister are the ones that forced us to love musical theater. And now you don't even want to participate in musical theater. So I don't know. But you love theater. Okay, fine. So anyways, (laughs) we're going to be talking about parenting today. And here's why. Lately, we have been noticed. Apparently, apparently, there is a new generation. Noticing that there is a new generation of parents out there, and I was hanging out at a birthday party for a bunch of little ones yesterday, and one of my friends said, "I blame the internet Mm. for this new generation of the way kids are being parented, and it's very much like you know letting the kids kind of process their feelings and." not reprimand them for having fits or for not wanting to hug their grandparents. And so we want to have a discussion with the only child that was home at the time, Jordan Copeland. (laughs) And now I hear Jasmine coming in. But today's going to be about parenting. Yeah. And, you know, this is interesting because parenting is a big part of our life. It's probably one of the most important job that we've had Mm -hmm. that we have never gotten paid for. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, from a standpoint of uh, labor laws, it is broken when it comes to parenting because yep. you're not paid for it. In wow. fact, you actually pay to be a parent, which is pretty crazy because you pay for everything in their life. Yeah. It was also school, it was pay- also a conscious decision on your part, might I add. Right. 
Yeah, but they it's told optional. me they told me that I would get paid. But it's a privilege, <laughs> not a luxury, right? Just paid like with my success. <laughs> <laughs> they told me when I signed up for it, they said, yes, there's going to be a payment and mm. system built into it. Oh I, I never gosh. found out where that was. So I'm talking to HR right now about the parenting problem. But, I see, um, I see. As we head towards 100 episodes, we thought, okay, this is an important part of our lives. And so we wanted to get some perspective on this and, and really understand like what this kind of old school, and I don't know, we, I don't think our parenting was old school, but I think there's an old school parenting. And then there's kind of this new age of parenting that is very, very conscious of the emotions of the kids mm-hmm. where I don't think that that was part of the program for me <laughs> or, or for you. Right? right. And, and with that, like there's a different approach to events that normally would have been handled through my childhood and probably my parents' childhood with a little bit more force and a little bit more... Um, uh, AKA spanking yeah. and ass whooping. Absolutely. I'm not talking about capital punishment. Am I talking about capital punishment? Maybe Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how that shapes children. And I think that that's an interesting conversation. So we brought the little one in who probably had maybe a thousand lashings her whole life, right? What? <laughs> Um, no. So wait, I asked you a little while ago, I said, do you think that we were strict? Like when I say strict, my mom was really strict with me, like really strict. Like there were rules around everything. I got spanked a lot. Like there was just a consequence for everything, even the things What's that were the accident. Of limitation of child abuse, is it? Uh, we definitely crossed that in my household. And what's interesting, it has, you know, shaped me into the person that I am, obviously, but it's also shaped my sister who lived in the same household, who had the same upbringing, the same rules. It's shaped her in a different way. Yeah. Right. right? It's interesting. And so when I became a parent, there were things that I wanted, like I thought, I want to be strict with my kids, but I don't want to beat their ass like I got my ass beat, right? Right. And I asked you, Jordan Copeland, earlier, do you think that we were strict with you? What's your answer? Strict is different, I think, in every household because I wouldn't say that they were strict. They might think they were, but I wouldn't say that at all. I think compared, I think I was comparing it to how strict my friends' parents were Mm -hmm. and like not letting them like go out with their friends on like a school night. And I was allowed to do that. I am allowed to do that. And so I don't feel like there's strict in that sense, Mm -hmm. but there is a sense of what I cannot, like what line I cannot cross. Mm. Mm. So there's expectations, right? but not so much like restrictions and rules. What do you think is harder? Do you think it's harder living up to the expectations or being under or like coloring the, in the lines. Or, or yeah, or being under the rule of the iron fists. Well, Bob. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, um, <laughs> I wouldn't know what it's like right. to color in the lines or to like obey like that standard. So I think I've had my own struggles, and people who are under that like parenting style have their own struggles. So it's like difficult to compare when I don't know. Mm. So basically you're saying like, regardless of how the parent parents, there's going to be some sort of struggle that each child has to go through. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. I, the reason why I asked that is because like anything else, right? So when you're brought up with a high level, and I would say, and maybe you can correct this, but we had pretty high expectations for you, right? Yes. And your sisters. Yeah. And so I think those expectations probably kept you somewhat busy where other parents may not have vocalized the expectations, but did vocalize the expectations of following the rules. Right. And so do you think that that could have played a difference? Like when in your conversations with your friends, 
did they share the same like like when you thought about your expectations and what you felt like you needed to meet did it was it the same or was it different it's the same in the sense that like neither of us can understand what the other is like doing. Mm -hmm. But I think it might have been easier on me compared to like a friend with a with strict parents with rules. Because while I may have like, followed rules in my household, it was never the term rules. Mm -hmm. These uh, like, this is what you cannot do. This Mm -hmm. is rules, I'm gonna sit you down. And I'm gonna tell you what you can and can't do. Mm -hmm. And I think that plays a part when you're talking to like a child who all they want to do is just like go and like run. Mm. And when you tell them, no, you can't, it's these are the boundaries. It's different, Mm. like emotionally and like how you handle that. Mm. Got it. Yeah. It was funny when you said that, because I was thinking, well, we told you you can run, but you got to run real fast because we (laughs) want speed in this family. Right. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I kind of want to clarify because maybe people are like, well, I have rules in my house and you have to abide by them. And I I just tell you, our children have never been disrespectful. Right. They would never like talk back to us, cuss at us. Right. They would never, you know, sneak out of the window to steal the car. Right. They would never come home drunk. Like I'm just that those are things that we haven't had to deal with. So I'm wondering why, because if I thought we were strict in the sense that I'm going to guess now your definition's different, like strict in the sense that my expectations of you doing a good job when you go to school, because that's your only job. Do it well, right? It's not the fear of punishment. It's mm-hmm. the fear of disappointment. Mm. Because when you don't have the term rules, you have expectations. Mm. And you can do this because I know you won't do this. And I know it's an honest environment. So mm. if we do something that we know we should have talked about and um, we feel that disappointment, it's, I feel like... Worse than getting a spanking. Right. <laughs> right. It hurts more. Yeah. Like. Like, and that's the worst you can do. That makes sense. So I asked you, like, if you wouldn't categorize us as strict, what things would you say? And you, I guess, kind of thought of some things that, like, we maybe instilled in you when you were younger. What comes to mind? Closed mouths don't get fed, of course, for the people. (laughs) If you don't ask for something, you won't receive it. Yeah. Nobody knows. We're not mind readers. Like, everybody has a busy life. And the world doesn't operate like that. Like, if you don't become a strong communicator, then... Closed mouths don't get fed. You'll get passed up. Yeah. And can I just add something? Because mm-hmm. the last episode about what in the world was that I don't have socks. Is that the reason why I don't have socks? I'm, I have a closed mouth when it comes to having socks. Um, I'd say. <laughs> did I you feel, steal dad's socks? I did not steal dad's socks. <laughs> I literally still only have one left, one right good sock. And Sounds like you need to is, go shopping. It's, it's sagging. So right. we, <laughs> we demanded that you spoke up for yourself. I'd say like me as a mom, it was important that you guys learned how to advocate for yourself. So I didn't like, I remember taking you to the doctor and when you were sick, I wouldn't speak on your behalf. I would right. make you do it. It was a terrifying feeling at the time, mm-hmm. but it definitely helped with my social skills growing up like and voicing my opinions, talking things out. Ordering um, your food at a restaurant. Right. Sending it back if it wasn't what you wanted. Which is difficult to do right. because... You know, waiters are the scariest people on the planet. (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) So that hasn't quite worked. But 
Do you think that in comparison to some of your other friends who are at your age, like you do have a stronger sense of like, I'm going to advocate for myself because this is wrong? Oh, yeah. I've seen you do that with your teachers. Like, um, yeah. we have a problem. Can I set up a meeting with you? We need to talk about this. Yeah. And then my friends look at me like I'm crazy. Like they're like, oh, you're going to do that? Oh, wow. You're really going to like you're really going to say that? You I'm sh- like, yes. My mom call her. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. My friend actually said that to me today. Like if our teacher doesn't understand why we did this, I'll talk to my mom about it. <laughs> and I was like, you'll talk to your mom about it. Y'all are in high school. I know. What That's what do? I said. Well, so so really quick. So you think about like we think about our parenting. We have a perception that we gave you all space to kind of speak for yourself. We really advocated for like you being empowered in your, in your own right. And we really like pushed you guys from a standpoint of communicating and, and making sure that you communicated to us if you went you stumbled down the wrong path or if you did something wrong, mm-hmm. like you communicate when you got a bad grade before the report card comes out, right? Right. So we think about like, we're talking about like old school parenting, which was very different for us. Like it, you hear a lot of terms and you didn't hear this in our, in our household and, let, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember when I was a kid, you'd be told to do something and you couldn't ask why. No questions why. asked. No, yeah. Kids don't talk. There's to be seen, not heard, right. right? Right. And it was different with me. I would always ask questions because I wanted to know what I was doing and what it was for mm-hmm. because I felt that everything needed a purpose. Mm-hmm. And if there wasn't a purpose, why was I doing it? And I don't recall you ever saying like, if I said, hey, I need you to do the dishes, like you would never say, well, why? Like no, that's a snotty that's, ass child. That's different. Like, we wouldn't yeah, have tolerated you say, that. But I did it yesterday and she didn't right. do it and she didn't do it, but right, it wasn't right. like, yeah. why am I doing this? Our this- issues in our household with our girls growing up was things weren't, weren't fair. <laughs> no fair she yeah. goes in the shower first. No fair I cleaned the restroom last week. No it's fair. all about fairness. It's all about fairness. Where and fairness doesn't exist in life. Fairness is not even a thing. So I- just shut up and clean it, right? <laughs> I even did a post on the unfairness really quickly. And I talked about the fact that I'm glad the world is not fair mm-hmm. because if it wasn't fair, then we wouldn't have the obstacles that created these amazing stories that changed the world. So wait, you're glad that the world's not fair because if it were fair, if it were fair, okay. we wouldn't have, we these. wouldn't have obstacles, mm-hmm. right? You think about your story. You think about the stories that really touch your heart mm-hmm. It's because they overcame obstacles. They Some overcare sort of the lack of fairness. Mm-hmm. Now things should be equitable in a sense, but fairness is not the same. But we also knew that, and we probably didn't tell you this, but we also knew that fair is very different when you think about kids. Because what you need and what your sisters may need are totally different. Mm-hmm. And right. if you all got the same thing, at the end of the day, it still wouldn't be fair because you may not have valued what you got that was the same as your sisters and vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you all, as parents, if you're a new parent out there and you have multiple kids and you're trying to spread the love and everyone get the same thing, the reality is, is they still won't see it the same. The reality is your middle kid probably won't want the love. So then you can just spread that to the other two, right? Right. So I think the rule for us, like the way that we saw parenting was we're going to parent in in the household the same way, like the same kind of not rules, but the same expectations apply to everyone. But each child has a different way that they need to be talked to, communicated, explained to, like that sort of thing. Right. Right. And you're pretty easy going about like taking things like I can be pretty hard on you. Like, hey, you left this here. I asked you five times to do it. And you're like, you're right. I totally I was distracted. I'm sorry. Let me do right. it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Ownership. Let's see. Ask for permission. You said something about. Uh, yeah. 
don't ask for forgiveness, ask for permission. And what does that mean? Um, Because that's something you said that we kind of expected from you. right? Right. It goes hand in hand with the disappointment thing, like asking for forgiveness or like saying that you're sorry, like you know that you have something to apologize for Mm -hmm. and it like that hurts you inside knowing that you've disappointed them. So it's better to ask for permission before you disappoint. Like what was the rule? Tell the people what the rule was around like ditching school. So just before you answered ditching school, I ditched a lot like and I got in trouble. I got like a major beat down in seventh grade when I ditched with my friends. So what did I tell you about ditching Ask if you want to ditch because if you ask, there's a higher chance not not the chance, but a higher chance of I just won't let getting you go a to yes. School. Well, yeah. it's so funny. Right. Who do you need to talk to if you want to ditch? Your mom. Mom. Yeah, because I'm always going to say no. Go to school. Go to oh school. yeah, no, I wouldn't even approach that. <laughs> yeah. with that. And so the thing is, though, like, how many times have you literally ditched school? Uh, I think senior ditch day. She's was, not a senior. Oh, she's I'm a about, I thought you were talking to me. Oh, <laughs> I was my like, God. I was like, okay, you senior just say, Mom, no. you knew about that. You have <laughs> asked before, like, Mom, I don't feel like going to school. And I'm like, okay, give me good reason. Why? You know? And then what does that usually result in? You going to school. Right. Because I can't give a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's a good rule, right? Hey, yeah. if you want to ditch, I'm fine with that. Let me know. And the reason for that, just so you know, was... Because I didn't want some emergency call coming through to me in the middle of a workday telling me my kid was in an accident when she should have been at school. That's the whole like, don't ask me for forgiveness. You should have asked for permission first. If you Mm -hmm. were going to take your ass to the beach with your friends, I need to know, like, how are you getting there? Who's driving? And I would have been fine with that. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and that's important. Uh, well, I'm not about forgiveness. <laughs> I'm about just keep me in the loop. But what's, what's interesting, and, and I hope, I hope, and uh, you know, that you take this as well. This is not so much to say don't take risk, right? right. Because in life, you're going to have to take risk. You know, you're going to have to put yourself out there. You may have to even bend the rules a little bit. But I think when you're in a family, in a family structure, I think that that's important that you're not putting people in the situation where you know they're surprised by something that you know damages something, you know, mm-hmm. in yeah. the house or or even like trust stuff like that. So can we talk about how many spankings you've received in your life? Because the kind of way that we went about parenting was I more than dad was like, I want them to have a little sense of fear. Like I want them to know, like you will respect me. It is my home. And dad was like, no, he had a terrible time with his stepdad, you know, like abusive. So he was like, I don't want my kids to ever fear me. Yeah, I was and triggered so, by that. Right, you were. And I was like, well, I, I'm going to demand respect. I don't know about you, right? And that kind of played out in the beginning stages of our marriage when our kids were younger. And that was really frustrating for me because I saw like them talk to you a different way than they would talk to me or try to pull things past you. So yeah, was there a it, learning for you? And then my curiosity oh. is like, how will Jordan raise her kids? Like, do you want them to be afraid of you? Do you like, what's your take on that? Are you talking to me? You go first. Okay. Go first. We have a three-person panel, so you got to call names. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, what is your take on this? So I, I still remain the same you know, as, a, as a father, as a fairly large person in, you mm-hmm. know, out of the norm. I didn't want them to fear me uh, in any type of way mm-hmm. because I'm their father. And I, and I also still think that through. Like, I don't want them to fear a man, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that sometimes that can be passed along where you – you fear a man. And so I wanted to have a relationship with it where, they, where there was respect 
but also there was a, a level of I, what I didn't want it was I didn't want them to have fear for me. I wanted right. them to have a level of respect, and I think that that played out. I think that there are times where respect is a, a subjective thing. There are things that I am a little bit more loose with when they, as far as how they respond. Mm-hmm. Where Janelle, in in her mind, because of probably how she was raised, mm-hmm. that you know there was no response necessary. Right. <laughs> right? So, right. Mm-hmm. so those are things that I think as parents you're going to have to deal with. Like I think we learn that we can't. I can't parent like Janelle, and Janelle can't parent like me because right. that's just not who we are. But at the same time, you have to have compromises and understandings. Yep. And so when it comes to being strict with your kids, well, answer the question, how many spankings have you received in your whole life? None. Okay. And is that because that's not because we were soft with you. That's yeah. just because you never did anything that we thought was like worthy of. Okay. We, now we also, she's about to get her ass beat. We also <laughs> talked a lot. Yeah. And I think that that was frustrating at times, but mm-hmm. I think it helped. She's like, can you just spank me? Because I want this to be <laughs> I, Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know Jasmine felt that way. Just spank me. I'd rather rather just be a spanking than a conversation. But we did the opposite of how we were raised because we didn't like the way that that felt. Like I would get a spanking and literally like no follow up. No, my mom would spank me and then tell me to stay in my room and then never come back. That's when you wish death upon her. And then she'd come back and be like, oh, you're still in here? Bitch, you forgot about me? Like, I don't understand. You don't feel one ounce of remorse. You had capital punishment and then you had... um, Solitary, Solitary confinement, oh which is two things that they have found that psychologically damage people. Right. So, so I didn't want to psychologically so again, damage. Limitation yeah, pretty sure I appreciate that. Years. Mom thing. <laughs> I got you, girl. So what will you do with your kids, though? I asked you, like, are, do you think you're going to spank your kids? Do you like how do you think are you going to be strict with them? What will um, you take from what we taught you and what will you do differently? If I had kids, I think. I don't want any sense of fear. I just want a sense of respect. Mm-hmm. I want a sense of trust, like community, kind of like a bonding that you know that if you do something wrong, it'll probably hurt me more than you. Mm-hmm. And that'll that'll instill a, like you should feel disappointment like right. in yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Love it. Can I just add to that? I think that's so important. And and I think your version of fear, honey, was was different than my version, because I think when I think of fear, I think of fear leads to mistrust mm. because you don't trust anyone you fear. Yeah, right. and right? that's that's what I would. Right. So my clarification that. on that, I think, is exactly what Jordan just articulated. Like, I wanted her to have respect for me so that she wouldn't talk back to me. Right. Mm-hmm. So she knew that there was a consequence to choosing to disrespect me. But she never exercised that. So we never had to get there. So I don't think it was because she was like, oh, my God, I'm fearful that my mom's going to whoop me or chase me with a machete knife. Like my eyes don't turn red. I'm not a monster. That's not the fear I'm talking about. But the fear of disappointment is a real thing. Right. 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 And I was not only afraid of capital punishment, but I was afraid to let my mom down. I think as a kid, you always want some sort of like acceptance. You want to make sure that your parents are proud of you or you're doing the right thing. You're on the right track, right? And so I think that that's probably some of the reasons why you didn't make some of your decisions is because you knew you didn't want to let us down. Right. And like for children, I think praise is the one thing that they value above all else. Mm -hmm. And so when you give them the opposite of praise or when they feel the opposite of praise, it's just terrifying mm-hmm. and you never want to feel that again mm-hmm. right yeah. especially if it's like an imbalance like you're, all you're doing is like identifying the the things because kids are the crazy thing about kids is they're going to do more wrong things than right things 
because they're kids. Like from a standpoint of learning mm-hmm. life, they're going to fall before they actually walk. They're yeah. going to, you know, stumble before they actually can run. They're also going to misspell a word before they can actually spell the word correctly. Mm-hmm. They're going to do all these things. They're going to make more mistakes in their lives than they are going to have achievements. But I think when they do have the achievements, I do think it's that's when you have to make sure that you you elevate their confidence to continue to go by a high recognition. Right. I think that's important. I like that. I learned something from my brother, Jonathan. He's a lot younger than I am, but I remember picking him up from his like kindergarten graduation. And again, like we had the same wow. mother, mm-hmm. right? I was taking him to his kindergarten graduation and he was talking about this teacher that he had. He was a little kid, right? I was old enough to be driving. And he's like, I love Mr. Fairbanks. Like, he's so great. Blah. He's my favorite teacher. And when I get older like him, he's such a good dad. I want to be a dad like him. And I was like really intrigued by the fact that this young, you know, my brother right. being so young, how do you know what a good dad is? I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, he only spanks his kids when they do something wrong on purpose. <laughs> but if they make a mistake, he never spanks them. Mm. So he says if like his son was outside in the front yard, they were playing basketball and he broke the neighbor's window. He wouldn't get spanked for that because that was an accident. If he went over and he broke into the neighbor's house, he would be spanked for that. Yeah. And I was just I remember being so proud of him, like because that's the environment that we didn't grow up in. There was right. just a consequence for everything and you were going to get spanked no matter right. what. <laughs> and so I I learned that from him. And I hope that we did that with you. Like you're going to make mistakes. We want you to make mistakes. Right. Right. And when it came to your grades, I think you would agree. Like I don't see my version and maybe it's wrong, but my version of the expectations around education was not so much that you got straight A's, but that you did truly the best you were capable of. Like I would have been okay if you got straight B's or C's if that was the best that you were capable of getting. But if it wasn't, then yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah, is that's that, the, do you, did you the, feel that or does that seem untrue? Um, he thought no. <laughs> I no, want you to I be felt perfect. that. <laughs> no, I remember talking to her when she was being kind of lazy in junior high school. I was like, I I would be fine with this if this were who you were. Like this was the best. But I don't know if it if it it really hits you or if you were just like, okay, listen, we got some high expectations in the Copeland household, so I don't want to come up short. So which was it? Um, High expectations. Don't want to come up short. It's because uh, the education system is just it's terrible. It's glorified (laughs) prison system. It really is. And like you're teaching a class, Mm -hmm. a, a whole classroom of people who are at different levels and you're teaching the same thing every day. And when you don't give them that like opportunity to talk to you about where they are, you'll get lost. Mm -hmm. If you're a higher, if you're above average, if you're below average, you'll get lost Mm -hmm. and you'll get thrown off track because you're moving at a different pace than everybody else is. And that's nobody's fault, but it makes it seem like it's your fault for Mm -hmm. moving at a different pace. That's good. So what will you do differently than with your kids? Like when you raise them, is school not going to be that important? Like what will what will you do differently? School is going to be important, but I I want them to learn to like 
to enjoy learning, to go and like, I learned about this today. I learned mm-hmm. about the rainforest today and I want to tell you everything I know about the rainforest. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I don't value homework mm-hmm. assignments because you're at school for eight hours a day or I'm at school for eight hours a day and you're given four hours of homework and you're spending 12 hours of your time each day dedicated to something that you've already reviewed in mm-hmm. class. You've already, you already know and you're just, it's pointless. Mm. And um, I know for me, that's a huge struggle because there are periods of time where I just I can't do my homework like or I I just I don't want to because I know this and I don't know why I should have I should keep practicing this because I know this (laughs) that's good okay one issue we had a disagreement on dad and I when it came to like raising you kids was there was a time where you got on the basketball team And then very shortly into this, you didn't want to be on the basketball team and you were crying, begging me to take you off. And dad was like, nope, she got on the basketball team. At one point she wanted to do this. She doesn't get to quit. Yep. And then there was another time where you were dancing and you wanted to quit dancing. And then you were singing and you wanted to quit musical (laughs) theater. And then you were in gymnastics and you wanted to quit. So- I was like, okay, I don't think that it's right to force her to do something that she doesn't want to do. But also, are you a quitter? Like, <laughs> well, can I just say this? I think, co- yeah, yeah I, I thought so. What's interesting is that, like, you are, cre- I'm talking to you, Janelle, because it's a three person panel. Jesus. You are a creative <laughs> By person. By the way, for the record, you're the only one struggling with this. I just want to make sure <laughs> okay. everyone knows who I'm talking to. Because uh, <laughs> you are a, a creative person. Mm-hmm. But you, you also, when something looks really cool, you'll stop what you're doing and abandon it and go mm-hmm. to something new. Okay. And so I thought that that's what kind of what you were like allowing her to do is to like, oh, if that's not good, you can move on to something else. And, and I, I like, thought since you played basketball in high school and since you were 12 or from the time you were four to, you know, 24, I was like, people don't have to come out of the womb committed to one thing and play it forever. Yeah. And you very much were like, no, when you start something, you finish it. I'm like, there is no finishing, well, a sport. <laughs> Let me just say right now, neither of these point of views what were, was what was going through okay. my head. <laughs> this is great. So I, I strive for achievement. Okay. And I got on the basketball team. That's achievement. I'm done. <laughs> I am absolutely done. I had no clue that that's what your goal was. <laughs> I thought your goal was to actually play on the team. Oh, no. Um, but, it was you know, a- it's funny because it, it's like we had this conversation with all of them at some point. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Jasmine, there was times where I know she wanted to quit something and I didn't let her. And, you know, and she was really upset with me for a while. Oh, for I'm, like, I bet she's still upset. Yeah, oh, she's, still, she's still mad at yeah. you. Uh, and, I did, and, and then you won over because she did quit the team. But... I like I never had ever quit anything. So a lot of times people listening to this as parents, like what you feel is like your deepest values, like you want to press upon your kids Mm -hmm. and they may not value that as much. But it's their life. And that's what I was like, it's it's her life. She doesn't want to play basketball. Maybe she wanted to sign up for the team to get on just to make you proud. And then she was like, oh, wait, I don't really want to do these games. So yeah. what was it? Like, because you said, I set out to achieve. I achieved. I'm done now. Um, Yeah, I also didn't really like the sport. I happened to be good at it. And so... Shaking my head. I, 
<laughs> I got on the team, but I didn't want to do that. That's not what All I want to do. All those Laker games we watched together as a family. See, you're pushing your expectations onto her. But what will you do with your kids? Like when your kids Make go out. <laughs> so your the grandfather will say, "Make them play. Don't let them yes. quit." What yeah. will you do? Um, if they want to play sports, I I have no problem getting them into sports. Mm -hmm. What if they want to quit? That's fine. I that's that's totally fine because I want them to try as many things as possible before they find something that they want to dedicate their time to. And that was my philosophy because I didn't have the opportunity to do cheerleading or to play volleyball or to do any of the things I wanted to do when I was a kid because we couldn't afford it. Right. And I think I was confused as a kid because I remember when we went to like Universal Studios or like Six Flags, mm -hmm. you would say, try the ride once. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like it, you never have to go in on, on it again. That was so that's true. that's how I applied. Never, never told her that. That's <laughs> how I applied it to everything. <laughs> yeah. And I was that like, I don't like it. Why do I have to do it again? Yeah. But So here was our here was our fear. And, and this is this is a legitimate fear Wait, we can had. Can we talk about that rule really quick? Okay, because we apparently had no rules, but that was a rule that Dad and I had established. Like, if you're raising your kids to have fear and like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to do that. I'm scared. It's scary. I don't want to eat that for dinner. That doesn't look good, right? So the rule in our house was you have to try it at least one time because that's what we're serving for dinner. And if you don't like it, then we won't make that anymore. But right. you've got to eat that tonight because that's what we're eating, right? And most of the time we liked it. Right. right. Which is why, again, you got to try things, right. Right? right? Even if it looks scary or looks like you might not like it, 90%, I would say 99% of the time, you guys liked everything we we gave you. Even when we made you try sushi or whatever it was, not you. But same thing went for hard, scary things. Like, I'm afraid to get on stage. I'm afraid to get on this roller coaster. I'm afraid to whatever. We were like, try it once. If you completely despise it and it's not what you like, then you don't have to do it again. So that was, I yeah. thought that was a really good it was, rule. Right. It was. And then I found something that I wanted to do again. Uh -huh. And I was grateful that you didn't force me to stay in basketball because if you did, I wouldn't have found the thing that I wanted to do again. Right. Which was theater, which was acting. Yeah. yeah. So well, you can't that worked that out then. Because I would have, <laughs> I would have, I would have worked. But so here's the thing. And so what I was afraid of, and I think your mom was too, was, you were if you were joining these things in the moment that it got hard yep. or the moment that you weren't as good as you thought you would be instantly that you thought you were confusing that 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 difficulty mm -hmm. with liking it right right and you, i think sometimes i do do that but I didn't understand why you were fearing that at the time because that wasn't what was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and, if, and that's important for people to hear because like kids can they don't always have good emotional literacy, right? Mm -hmm. And so they don't always know how they're feeling because they're experiencing things. And mm -hmm. so you know you have to try to help them with those things, and that's what we were concerned with. We were like, okay, she gets into these things, and then as soon as it gets hard, mm -hmm. or difficult, or uncomfortable, she's like, I'm out. I don't like it no more. Right. And I remember when you got older, I asked you okay I'm, I'm gonna paint the picture for you you've quit this this isn't this my fear is that you become a quitter right we had that good conversation right and you were like i'm not a quitter and i said okay it's a, a habit a pattern you've got to watch out for and right. so i think that's what you mean when you say we talked about a lot of things we wanted to just see where you were at how you were developing all of that stuff so and yeah and that's a good point because like you do have kids do have to have opportunity to to search and find out the things that they love and enjoy. 
But I would tell you with your kids, you know, just passing the grandfather on, hopefully you don't become the <laughs> grandfather for another 45 years. But what I would say is the kids don't know what it means to love something until they feel the success of it. And that success will come at some cost of a little bit of pain. Mm -hmm. And so if you allow them to quit, then they never really get to push through that barrier. Because just like in musical theater, you knew it it started off, okay, I love this. And then you had some hard roles and then you pushed through and then you felt what it felt like to have the applause, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To have that feeling like, oh my God, I accomplished something that that a lot of people can't do, right? Right, And so I just think that that's important when you're thinking about your kids and, and allowing them to quit things. It's like, okay, is this a quitting because it's uncomfortable or is this a quitting because they just don't find interest in it? What do you right. think? When it comes to theater and me like discovering that, because I failed a lot in theater and I think I keep at it because when I fail, I learn something every time. And I didn't feel that I was, if I was failing in something else, I was learning anything. Um, but this, I do. I, when I fail and I ask why, mm -hmm. I always I always know why. And then I can use that information and then do it again. And then mm -hmm. I'll get it. And get that's the best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That it. makes sense. I love it. So you're getting ready to, it's sophomore year ending, and then you're going to be a junior. So we only have you, our youngest, for two more years. Are you eager and excited to leave the Copeland household? Like, peace out. I can't stand these two. Um, or are you like, mm, I'm going to stick around for a while and I like my parents or like what happens when it's ready for you? Time for you to go. Uh, leave. I'm going to go far. <laughs> it's not to get away from my parents mm -hmm. or my family. It's just I want to be able to grow without my parents' influence. And I want to be able to fail without my parents' influence. Mm -hmm. And you can't you can't personally develop in a place that you've been your entire life. Mm -hmm. You can't gain anything if you're in the same place. And I feel like that's physically and mentally and literally and figuratively. I don't know. I think that's yeah. such a great answer though. And I just, you know. But we're always going to be with you. <laughs> but off the top, off the topic of parenting, right. I feel like that helps someone who is stuck in a job that they don't like, right. you know, like your mm -hmm. environment matters and there are different lessons out there in the world for you to learn. And I don't think that they all have to be learned in Covina. And so we have, I think, done a good job. You can, you know, correct me if not done a good job of telling you the world is huge and you should go out and experience and explore it. Whereas I have a lot of friends whose kids wanted to go away to college and they were like, no, I, I can't. She can't go across the you know, nation. She's going to be right. three states over. And, and what if something happens? I'm like, our kid's going to a freaking Scotland, you yeah. know? Right. And at that point, it's not about you anymore. Mm. It's been about you, your ent their entire time, like, raise, like you're raising them. And mm. it's about you. It's about the way you raise them. It's about the way you love them. And now they have to learn how to love themselves, mm. to love somebody else. And they mm. can't do that if it's just like confinement. You know, mm. you're confining your child if you are selfish enough to say, I Ooh. can't let you leave. And you stole the words out of my mouth. It's so, so damn good. selfish because I do feel selfish sometimes. Because <laughs> I, you know, I, I honestly, I do. I feel like sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't want my kid, my daughters to leave. Yeah. Okay? Well, and I'm like, when, okay, but then when, at the same time, the, the higher sense of me says exactly that. Like you have to let go of them because 
like you did your part. Like yeah. in mm-hmm. the, you know, you think with your kids and you go, okay, they're always my kids. I'm going to have a certain level, not of control, but of, of influence, influence of, uh, of there is still your oversight. Like you still oversee their lives in a sense, but mm-hmm. when they get to a certain age, you're just like, okay, now you have to go and do your thing because now you have to learn how to, to become a person in this society that right. is a person of value. Well, life has to teach you lessons that you're unwilling to learn from your parents. Right. Oh, you yeah, that's true. <laughs> and and it's true. Like at some point, especially when you become 18 and you have fulfilled your, your role as a child, <laughs> it's time for you to learn new lessons from life. And life's going to knock you down sometimes. And it's not going to be fun and easy all the time. And adulting is hard. But you have to learn that on your own. Right. Yeah. That's not something you have to be home for. And then there's always that that is true. But. Sometimes your parents will not have experienced everything that you're going to experience. Mm. And so you can't learn from them if they don't know either. Yes. So you have to be separate in order to learn those lessons. You're going to have to do a whole lot of stuff to get past us. as oh, far God. as We don't know because we know a whole lot of stuff. But we Especially don't know stuff we, a lot of in the stuff. theater world. <laughs> we don't theater. know experiences with auditions. Like, we don't Kayla, know. like you guys have never been to Scotland. You right. don't know the mannerisms and like all of like the acquaintances. And mm-hmm. she has to learn that stuff for herself. Like yeah. that's not something you can teach her. So there's yeah. a point in time where okay. I can't us. teach you anymore. Right. And I'm also excited. <laughs> I told Jasmine today, I said, imagine being Kayla's age, right? She's going to be 17. And imagine like something happens, heaven forbid, she breaks her arm and she's got to go to a hospital in another country and explain how insurance works in California. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that a lot of people are too afraid to do. And she's not, you know, Mm -hmm. imagine all of the work it's going to take to figure out how to potentially get a job your first job in another country. We don't know what that, I've never done that. You've never done that. So you're absolutely right, Jordan. There's going to be things that as you guys grow and get older, you'll experience that we will have no advice for you because we had never done that, right? Right. But dad just doesn't want you to ever think that you're going to be smarter than him. (laughs) So I was going to think, can we quickly go do those things real quick? So we can just say, oh, let me show you. Oh, I got a job in Scotland. I got a job. I went to five different countries and got a job. I know exactly. Just so I could show you. (laughs) Just so I could just show you the process. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for one, being a good kid. Um, and for just being so wise, you've always been really wise. Like people, when you were two said you had an old soul, uh, you listen to old music. Some of your favorite songs are from like the nineties. Yep. And I just want to say you're a great kid and I hope that we've been great parents to you. Uh, yes, you have. Wonderful. And and if not, you'll be in therapy for something. Oh, for sure. Which is what I've told you your whole life. Uh Hey, I'm doing the best I can. If at any point you feel like you can do better, take it up with your therapist. With mm-hmm. your own insurance, right? Right. So not on my, not on our insurance. <laughs> I'm just joking. Because dad is keeping a running log <laughs> of how much money you owe us. So will you take care of us when we're old? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, hesitation. Whoa, you know I what? did I'm not hesitate. Find my own I didn't hesitate. Care. I'm find my own I did care. not hesitate. Kayla for sure hesitates. I, yeah, I have my own. Care. I I will give you. <laughs> I will give you a house where you can live your days. <laughs> by ourselves. Okay. By yeah, ourselves. Like yeah. indolence. Okay. That's okay. All Last right. question, just really quick. Do you have friends? Because this was a big issue for me growing up, even still, honestly, to this day at 42 years old. I have friends that have amazing relationships with their parents. 
and they go to them for everything and they're like their rock, right? Mm -hmm. And I always wanted that. Like I always wanted, God, I wish I had a solid like parent relationship like that. Did you have friends where you felt that way? Like, God, they're, they have such a good relationship with their parents. I wish I had that. No, I have a great relationship with my parents because of like all of the talks we had like growing up. So I feel like there are like they know how I operate and I know how they operate. And it's like a good dynamic. Mm -hmm. And if anything, if I see like my friends who don't have a relation- good relationship with their parents, it just makes me feel more grateful that mm. like we know each other so well and that we're able to work together so well. Yeah. And um, and then I want to adopt all of your kids. What do you friends. think you got from your mom? <laughs> like in what way? Just like anything, like a trait or a characteristic. Um, I sound like her sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, my voice, voice, my mm-hmm. color, my, I think we look alike. I don't Our know. way of communicating, I mm-hmm. think. No. No, actually, I think I got that from dad. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> what did you get from dad? <laughs> I feel like we try and like like well we have these like huge ideas and that we try and convey with words and it doesn't always work <laughs> i think we share a sense of humor yeah you definitely yeah, share we a have, sense of humor yeah we have this we understand each other's humor yeah mm-hmm. very much yeah so. so um i think there's a lot to unpack here i think that you know you do the best you can as a parent but i do think that every child's different and everyone's going to receive and perceive something different. So if you had a great, you know, upbringing and you decided uh, to parent your kids in the same way, that can come with lots of problems mm-hmm. because your kids might not be like you. One thing I think we messed up really quick and then we can go. <laughs> I think we messed up not allowing like there was no struggle, really. Like you and I struggled a lot. Like there were finances that were missing. There's a lot of no's. There were spankings. And I feel like that's oh, why okay. I okay. feel like that's why we turned into the people that we did. So I was always worried like we didn't put our kids under any sort of like there was never any dire need for anything. Like Right. And I feel yeah. like if you intentionally did that, that <laughs> I would question your parenting. But skills. I would say I, I think But like we, our I kids never we... had to watch each other. Like right. our oldest didn't have to babysit, right? I had to well, raise we're also my so sibling age. Yeah, but I also think I, I I feel like we're undefeated. But I would say this, I'm not sure. I would say this. I think that we replace that struggle with a high standard that they've set yeah, for themselves, right. and I think that they don't have to overcome the kind of the survival right. mindset with money and all these different mm-hmm. things. They, I think, they'll go into those things that can really hamper your your finances and how right. you live your life. They'll go into it with a different mindset mm-hmm. because they didn't have to overcome those things, those ideas that were kind of implanted in us. Right, so. right. And I think um, like going hand in hand with that like whole classroom setting that I painted that like people are moving a different system. Right. The prison system. Each kid needs to be parented a different way. Um, like I sometimes like I look at my sisters and I'm like, who parented you? Because I don't understand you. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just they like my parents know us so well that we all function differently and we're all our own people. And that's not a bad thing. It's like, it's wonderful because we learn from each other constantly because of the things that they've experienced and the thing, the way that they were parented mm-hmm. by the same people. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So right. thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful for you or you have any parenting advice to share with us, please take two seconds to leave a review and uh, we'll send you a pusher t-shirt and a guide to thrive journal. Thank you, Jordan Copeland for being a guest. This thank was you for a having special me episode. 
and you're a good child. And tell them to push through. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through